So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. If you if you're waiting on waiting, don't wait. Yeah, always <laughs> if you're go. waiting on waiting, don't wait. I like That's, that. Those are words to live by. Oh, I like the taste of pennies sometimes. <laughs> oh well, there you go. I am gonna brew the passion of the Weiss. <laughs> oh, right. That'd be awesome. You're <laughs> welcome, my friend, and it will be named because of you. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> so we're sending breweries these kits? No, <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. The beers have to build the shelves. Are you thick? Hotel slash theme park. I'm sure we'd have to look forward to the lager flume. I don't know if anybody would go to that. I would. You can That's... drink the, the splash. Go for it. While care. we're on the podcast, I will. No, this is a waste of time. I told you we don't have time for this crap. Darn tootin'. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You you know it's going south when, when the head of the show is like, fuck, just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club. Craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. You are here at the Brewmasters Club official cast, Craft Brews and Geek News, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. I am joined this evening by two lovely and strapping young men. Uh, first off, Mr. L- man, if I had a nickel for every time, I, uh, ah, Mr. Lossman, how are you? <laughs> oh, you have a couple nickels. Yeah, oh, geez. You have several oh, nickels for every time you, yeah, for every time you <laughs> oh, reference jarful. me. I'd oh. say a jarful. At least for you, that's I'm a strapping young man. But uh, and oh. also, Mister uh, uh, Bridboy One Three, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hopefully, everybody can hear me. Yes, we can. Of course, we can. Um, and this is a uh, interesting, but uh, different, slightly different, varied show. So I appreciate you guys for being here tonight. I know that we've had an interesting week, and some other folks uh, throughout the country here are having some interesting days as well. We'll just go ahead and kick things right off. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, just a quick snapshot: we do have our results back from the Malter Alter because the next time that you do hear from us, we will most likely be reporting. Well, we definitely will be reporting after. Our visit to Den Dentown, Colorado. If you're not familiar, it is the Great American Beer Fest. We'll get in that in a second. So we have to talk about our Malter Alters. But before that, we are actually recording this podcast for the first time ever on 9-11. Um, and it's a, it's a special time for you know the country and, and us as Americans to reflect on. We're just going to spend a few quick moments um, talking about what the day kind of what we remember from when we were there because we are of the generation of where we were around and um, cognizant and young children, most of us in grade school or middle school, uh, just just when this happened, this great tragedy. So, uh, Raga, kick it to you first, just to start it off. I'll go next. Lossman, looks like you're thinking about you know your life, uh, <laughs> but uh, Ryan, give us a give us the kickoff on this. Uh, where were you from 9/11? I mean, everybody in our generation will remember that. Yeah, definitely. So, and I was talking about this today with a couple of friends, and I said, you know, that nine eleven was kind of like, you know, in in within the last hundred years, our our Pearl Harbor, um, our JFK assassination, our 
or whatever. And I remember walking into freshman England cl- English class at, in high school, of course, and th- they kind of came on the intercom and they said, hey, everybody needs to turn the TV on. So we're like, okay, this is weird. So they turned the TV on. This is at this point was so early that uh, the second tower hadn't even been hit. So it was just the first tower, smoking, flaming, whatever. And we're sitting there and probably 10 or 15 minutes later after we turn on this TV, we see something go into the second tower. And at that point, like tears broke out and it was just really, I mean, obviously we're in Florida. This was New York. We're seeing all this go down. At first we're like, oh, what happened? You know, the building caught fire. And then we see another plane go into the building and it's just, you know, and we're what? Uh, freshman year, 14, 15 years old. We don't know what's going on. And we'll never forget that day. It'll day it's our day that will live in infamy. It's a, a turning point in American history where at that very point in time, I think everybody in America felt like we were together. And it's been hard pressed to say that we've all felt like that. We won't get into politics since that day, but it's it that was the day we were all Americans. No matter where you were from or anything like that, we were just there and we remember the day. It was a sad, tragic day. There's, I, I remember videos of people afterwards where you see them coming up and jumping for their lives out of the building to, to try to breathe just for that one last moment of breath. And it was just so real. And uh, it was definitely a turning point in, in our history, but we can also make new history. And I feel like we've been doing that ever since. So. Yeah, just to to kick it off on my side, I remember the same thing. And actually, I was sitting in like I think it was called language arts, but I was also a freshman um, in high school, and it was I was basically down the hall on one side. When the first, uh, it, I remember they turned the lights off, and because it was like you know everybody watched the news, something was going on, and they turned the lights off, and that the first tower was already smoking. And then um, I remember you know I was like we were literally running in the hall, just like telling the other classrooms to turn the turn the TVs on, turn the TVs on. And it's funny because uh, Chet, who's been a guest on this podcast, friend of the show, he actually texted me today and he's like, hey, man, you, you remember this day? Like, you know, that that so many years ago, um, he he was texting me. He was like, yeah, I was sitting in Mr. Briar's history class. He's like, and the teacher literally sat all these kids down. And this is something that probably happened in classrooms across the nation. But he goes, the teacher literally sat us down and was like, listen, you know, students, he goes, this is a day that you'll remember this very moment where you were for the rest of your lives is a that something that stood with him for a long time um and yeah i remember it was just just sadness and you know everybody was was just upset but to your point ryan uh, i saw something else on somebody's facebook page today that said you know i, I miss uh november 12th because what happened then was you know stores sold out of flags and nobody talked about race religion politics presidents or anything all they 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 talked about was uh, rallying uh, to be an American and to to be so patriotic. So I'm sure the same sentiment happened after each one of those tragedies that you listed, Ryan. But this one, again, to your point, was just the one that's happened to touch our generation, our lifetime. Mm-hmm. There's a I don't know how many millions you know of millennials are out there that are, that are experiencing the same thing. But no matter what kind of faith or person you are, personality you have, lifestyle you you pursue. Uh, this touched you in, in some way or another. So uh, those are my those are my few words. But Lossman, you got anything to round us out, and we'll we'll take it home off this topic. Um. Well, yeah. So I was. Uh, let's see. I was in seventh grade. Seventh. I was in junior high school at least. Um. That that's absolutely. I, I don't remember the uh, the teacher's name. I want to say Mr. Ar- Arcanus or something like that. Uh, it was something. The teacher you actually had, Donnie. But uh, I was in his uh, geography class. I think. And as soon as it happened, um, as soon as it started, 
Uh, they actually they turn the TVs on for about uh, like f- two or three minutes, and then they actually just stop right there and cut everyone from school. So being so close to home, I just went home. Uh, and I remember like walking out of school being like, this is weird. Like, I didn't really know what was happening. It looked like an accident still. So I got home and then <clears throat> for whatever reason, I actually found, um, cause V8 or VCRs and VHS were pretty big back then. I actually just popped in to our basement and I popped in a uh, VHS tape that was blank and I just hit record. And that was actually before, like I was at home by like 10 o'clock or I remember it being early. Like it was just, it was probably a half hour after the first, you know, tower or whatever. So I popped in a VHS tape and just hit record. And then it just like went upstairs and just like didn't address it again. And I still have that tape, which is, you know, kind of weird. Um, but that's cool. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I you mean, know, in perspective of the, that day, sorry, but yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's weird. I don't ever really plan on watching it again, but like, it was just as quickly as I got home, I was like, Oh, boy. I was like, something's going on. So I just popped it in and hit record and then sort of just, uh, glossed over it and then came down in the basement like two days later. I was like, whoops, left the TV on. So, uh, yeah, uh, oof, truly a unifying experience, but, uh, it's horrible nonetheless. So, yeah, no, definitely unifying. Like I said earlier, I think it brought all of us together as as one nation. So it was it was terrible, tragic, and then as Donnie said, the next day beautiful because we all came together. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, somehow I got muted. I really don't want to um, to dwell on it either because I know that everybody's talking about that today. Of course, it's September 11th. That's what happens every year, but um, it is. You know, it's just very important that we remember and reflect. So I just want to put that tidbit in. You guys, we've had terrible news like the first, the last two podcasts here. I don't know what's been happening this late stage summer, but we actually have another pretty terrible story that hopefully dissipates into nothing. But we've got Hurricane Florence off the coast of, uh, well, heading towards the coast of the Carolinas, South Carolinas, and possibly even into Virginia. Um, again, I don't want to dwell on it. I know that when uh, Irmo's coming, you know, we all, it touched us all pretty independently and, and pretty um, impactfully. I know that we all went different routes and scattered independently, a very different uh, pathways and what happened. But um, again, you know, we, we don't have to relive all your stories. We did it once. I don't know how many, it must have been a year ago about this time. Uh, check it up in the channel. Uh, but, a, you know, we just, again, I want to express our concern and, and hope for the best for uh, those that are going to be impacted by Florence. In one way, shape or another, they will be, right? Anybody that lives on the coast, we have a, a lot of family. Actually, two of our sisters, Laos Man, uh, have boys that are there in Wilmington, uh, which is, you know, right in the pathway of the hurricane. And I reached out to all of them on, um, you know, social media just to just to give them a little heads up and say, hey, man, if there's anything we can do, you know, we just went through this last year with Irma, you know, listening to what they say and and just if they say get out, get out and don't give a crap about work or your house or whatever. Um, two of the boys are safe and I think a couple other ones are fine. So there's just, a, a I think it's Garrett and um, a couple other guys that are down there that, that we just need to be mindful of. So um, anybody that has family there, you know, this will come up before then. Just listen to them. We, we were there in, in Irma. We had a family evacuate. It was good for them to do so. Our house, fortunately, was was not impacted, but it can happen very, uh, very quickly and very seriously. So if they say get out, get out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Dano. <laughs> yeah. 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 Safe travels for Dano. Yeah. yeah well, Dano. Family. Again, the smart thing, he's already gotten out. Dane, uh, member of this podcast, member of the show, member of the family here, actually, you know, evacuated already. So he's heading off to his family, which is in, uh, you know, South Carolina, but I believe it's in the safe zone there. They're anticipating. 
And my man, Dennis Phillips is, is, I've just been, he's, if you guys don't know who he is, even if you're not here in the state of Florida, Dennis Phillips on Facebook is, is, is a riot to listen to because he is uh, very smart and he's been choosing these things. Even since Irma, he's been picking these things very, very closely. He's, he's, he knows what these trends look like. He's a, a local hero, a weatherman, and my personal best friend uh, from ABC Action Weather News. Uh, but do give him a give him a check out on Facebook if you wanna if you wanna really get a close eye on this. Even though he's in Florida here, he's always right. But he's he's got a couple set of rules and he does a really good job of coverage. So I always listen to Dennis when he says get out, you get out. Um, he's anticipating that if you're within 50 miles, it'll be pretty intense. But water is going to be the biggest the biggest uh, challenge, not necessarily the storm or anything else. He thinks it may dissipate, but yeah, it's rough. And and get out now if you're like uh, me. We we were gonna get out and then. You know, uh, I love our family, but they were all like, no, it's going to be fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. And we waited till literally that night before Irma hit to, and we saw that last track, you know, and then we finally <laughs> left and it was bad weather driving. It was terrible. Found our way up to Savannah, Georgia. Um, but yeah, get out. I mean, obviously we're doing this on Tuesday. This we posted on Wednesday, but get out as soon as you can, because you don't want to be anywhere near there. You know, mm -hmm. if you think it's not going to be serious, it, it's that it's going to be a category five by the time it hit land, it hits land over there. It could, so, it could. Did, it I four, did I say four or five? I meant four. You said Sorry. five. Yeah, I it meant, could, it could be intense. It, and it probably will be intense regardless. But our, yeah. our nephew already said that they're out of gas. He said he can't find gas <clears> anywhere <throat> because people are just going crazy. And that's what happens. But the media also sensationalizes a lot. Yep. They, they make it a bit, lot bigger than it is. But, you know, hurricanes are not tornadoes they they you know they come weeks and weeks in advance the problem is everybody that needs to get out necessarily can't get out when they when they should so you're right i feel, I feel for those right. people and, and hopefully everybody's safe there especially family and friends that you know that are tapped in most no. of the um yep. most of the uh boats the navy boats stationed in virginia they've already headed out to sea because they figured they can just uh they can they actually said that they can weather a storm better out there than they can anywhere in port and whatnot and any yeah. any ship that's damaged and currently under repairs they're just they're dropping anchor lines they're lashing off anywhere they can they've got storm lines going i mean they're they're kind of just batting down the hatches quite literally so if you if you're waiting on waiting don't wait yeah <laughs> always go. waiting on waiting don't wait i like that's, that those are words to live by i like but that and then and dennis phillips famous words he has rule number seven he says don't freak out until you need to um and use your head make choices that'll keep you safe keep your family safe stuff can be replaced people can't so just keep that in mind and get True. the hell out if you need to but again we're not going to dwell on the negative or this sadness that's happening in the world today we're going to focus on can i bring up one more thing things. sure sure absolutely and then we're moving on burt reynolds yeah yeah, Smokey. I mean the Bandit. Just say it. Yeah, wait. Yeah, not the bear. Just confused. <laughs> Always good. Well, yep. one, of them, one of them has a cool leather jacket, and the other like one. The other's got, got a cool mustache. Yeah, the other one's well, no, the other oh. one has a basset hound. You're why would you say? Why up. would you say mustache for Burt Reynolds? Man, he's got the I mustache. Mean, he also has a leather jacket. Let's not. Mustaches will never be the same. Except okay, neither with Trans Ams, I suppose, but. Hey, I was just trying to pay homage. Here you go. Knocking did you know there was a there? Did you know there was a there was a, a third Smokey and the Bandit? Did anybody ever watch the third one? Oh no. Yeah, he wasn't in it, but he played a cameo, which is interesting. So ah. I might check it out just to just to say I did it for old Bert, but I I couldn't believe there was a third one. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I disapprove. Hey, I don't know. Just had to bring it up. 
Yep, just another hey, tragedy I'm becoming threes. Now you're just saying it all starts with, well, Burt Reynolds. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Okay, anyways, <laughs> okay, Great on. American Beer Fest. By the time you talk to us next, we will have gone and came back from Denver, Colorado, and it is the 2018 Great American Beer Fest. We are very excited about it. I will not go into details. You can check them out yourself, greatamericanbeerfestival.com. Um do join us there. I just found out that we were invited to a brunch on Sunday. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I wish I was going so, with you guys. Hangover <laughs> brunch at Called Arms Brewing. So we will enjoy eats from the nose, the noshery, and uh, biscuits and gravy, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, breakfast burritos, all sorts of stuff. $1 off beers uh, with brunch. So we're going to be there. Uh, and we'll, uh, it starts at 11. So we'll see. Oh, I just full disclosure my boss made me take off that Monday. Again, good for you. He was like, don't call me on Sunday. He goes, you know what? I'm going to put you on the calendar. You're off that Monday. And go, okay. <laughs> yep. Nice. So before we get into it, just because we're talking about those, we always start off our uh, shows, not normally with terrible news, but with a little segment we call, what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? Boys, what in a, it will do elevator snapshots this time, elevator pitch, because we don't have a lot of time already. But what are you drinking this evening, or what might you want to drink? I'll go first. Bud Light Platinum. I'm uh, done. Why? Because I like it. Uh, it goes against everything we stand for, Lausman. Oh, I like the taste of pennies sometimes. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Oh, totally. Wow. Sometimes I eat them. All right, jeez. <laughs> well, <laughs> trying to make change. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll make some that way. I like yeah, what I you did I, there. Yeah. Brought the pennies know. into making change. I like that. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. Um, however, full disclosure, I don't eat pennies. That's I stick to nickels. It was a rich joke, though. Oh. 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 If I had a jar. If I had a nickel, is all you had to say. <laughs> I was about to say, if you had a jar, I could poop out a bunch of nickels and pennies, I suppose. But that's Well, funny. I was just tying it back into my jar joke earlier. Well, I'm tying it into me eating pennies, and that's... Mm, you don't want anything to do with that. I don't want any pennies. I want nickels. <laughs> you don't want those either. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, what'd you, what'd you bring? <laughs> you you know it's going south when, when the head of the show is like, fuck, just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I actually brought, well, I brought two, but I, I want to share at least the one main one. So locally here in Odessa, there is a new hop farmer in the market. It's Florida Fresh Hops in odessa florida look them up on facebook and instagram they're very nice people duke and austin amazing amazing people great family and i actually you know met them a couple weeks ago at brew they brought in a beer that they had done with their hops from stilt house talked to them a little bit and they were interested in the podcast interested in becoming friends and they actually donated um 28 ounces of their Cascade hops for this brew that I'm drinking. It's a nice, fresh red ale, light on the caramel finish, heavy on the hop, I think. Nice Cascade florally uh, nose to it. And it's a very good beer. I actually uh, brewed about five gallons and took it up tonight to brew, which they're going to be donating um, on Thursday night. They're actually going to be putting it on tap at brew in Odessa with the fresh Cascade hops, playing it or pouring it for uh, trivia night. And then uh, everybody that has a pour is going to donate like five bucks to the Ronald McDonald foundation. So it's a really neat experience to actually have um, 
be part of that community where we're we're donating, we're giving back. It's part. Uh, it's also cool to know these guys from uh, Florida Fresh Hops in Odessa, and even more cool to have my very first beer, even though not paid for. That's okay. On tap for a very good cause with the Ronald McDonald Foundation. So, what day is that? <clears throat> it'll be uh, on tap Thursday. So today's Tuesday, Thursday, September thirteenth in Odessa at uh, Brew. And it's going to be a fun time. And I think the feedback today, I took up a little 32-ounce growler that I filled. We gave out some samples, and everybody really enjoyed the beer. One guy, Ron, that just joined the podcast group on our Facebook page said to me at the end of the time, at the before he left, he was like, Brian, he's like, I'm not a beer connoisseur, but this is one of the best beers I've ever had. And I appreciated that tremendously. It meant a lot. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. When so when is trivia night or when does it last till? When are they open till on Thursday? Uh, Thursday, I, I believe it starts at seven thirty or eight o'clock and runs through about ten o'clock at night. So, okay. yep. If you're in the Odessa area, go up there. Just you know, ask them for. Uh, we originally were going to call it Florida soil, but I believe that um, uh, Duke, the the, the father uh, of the whole the whole thing, is going to call it the Odessa Red. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty neat thing. They're really great people and I can't type them up enough. Uh, if you want to check them out, they're on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Fresh Hops, Odessa, Florida. So yeah, definitely really cool people and really neat experience right. too. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. I'm glad, I'm glad it was so well received. That's, that sounds fantastic. I've got to get up there and, and try it, I guess. I guess what we'll do on, on Thursday. <laughs> uh, do it, man, because it's, it's honestly... I think one of the, it's it's a lighter beer. It's about five and a half percent, but it's one of the best beers that I think I've brewed. And we even dry hopped with their Cascade hops, all wet, not not pellet hops, all wet hops. I saw um I saw the videos that you uh, posted in the uh, the Facebook group. So yes, anyone else that wants to check that out, check yes, us out sir. on Craft Brews Geek News on Facebook or the, yes. the group at least. But last one, anything else? Because I can round us out here and kick us off into the next segment. Round us on out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I brought one beer, and it's not anything uh, local or super unusual, but um, this is actually, and I would have gotten the 90 if they had it, but I got the 60 minute IPA uh, from Dogfish Head just because Ryan had put this in his original list of submissions or nominations <laughs> for the not so large American Craft Beer Fest, the annual competition where we, the boys from the Craft Brewers Get News podcast, vote to bring you our favorite beers. The best part is you got to vote over the last two weeks. We have um, asked over 300 uh, Facebook folks out there, actually more than that. I think several thousand in the groups that I posted through. And we actually get some pretty good feedback as to what the favorite beers are that you may have for 2018 if they can hold the coveted Malter Alter which is going to be the uh, the trophy that we are fictitiously handing out to each one of these beers, uh, simply voted by, nominated by us, of course, but voted by you as to who or what is the best beer of 2018. We have six different categories plus one bonus, but if you boys are ready, we'll get into it. Oh, I'm ready. Ready. All right. Well, again, who will get the gold, the coveted golden grain? <laughs> we are going to uh, kick that off right now. So we start off, and I'm going to go through these, and we'll kind of highlight them again. If you guys had opinions that changed, Laos Man, you have a crucial vote for one of these beers because there was a three-way tie and a two-way split, none of which you had actually contributed to. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what winner. Well, it's okay. It's okay. Other people did. We just need a tiebreaker. So you're going to be that tiebreaker for at least two categories. Kicking, bringing up the rear. <laughs> That's right. 
Kicking, it, kicking things off first is our American style pale ale or IPA. There is a clear winner by over 83% with the High Lie from Cigar City. So that is not the beer I'm drinking this evening, but it is the beer that I submitted. And I'll just tell you guys again why I did it because I love it. I love that beer and it's a fantastic drinking IPA. I can have it anywhere I want to, whether it be a boat outside by a fire or in the hot summer day. It's just a fantastic IPA. Or a boat I, inside. Or about inside. That, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's rare. Uh, true. For, if, yeah, definitely true. Uh, but I will be. We are as we again talking about the craft, uh, the Great American Beer Fest. Our first order of business is to attend the rooftop bonanza where Cigar City and I think Tanked or Tapped is being featured there. There's going to be some celebrities from Cigar City there in Colorado when we arrive. So I anticipate getting some nice footage out of that stuff, some nice uh, capturing some solid audio for the podcast and maybe having a really great time with our good old boys from Cigar City and Oscar Blues and that whole... Um, to your point, set. though, will there be any celebrity boats? Uh, that wasn't my point, and no. <laughs> next, <All right. laughs> the next uh, uh, category. Ryan, jump in if you want to at any time. If you want to defend anything, Lost Man, you too. I mean, if yeah, you don't I, feel that that should have won, you tell me. But no, I I agree. All right, so the next one. Moving on to our second category, American style pilsner. Um, there was a tie, but copper. I gave it to Copper Tail, which is wow. The, we had Ain't Your Mama's Pills, the independent Pilsner from Coppertail, and then we had the Legonitis Czech-style pills. The reason I gave it to Coppertail is because we had more independent people, as in people outside of this very podcast voting for it, than the others. So I, th I felt like it was only necessary to give it to the folks that weren't necessarily the ones that created the nomination. So yeah. that's why I gave it to him. But it was a pretty, it was a pretty well even split. So yeah, that's nope. what it was. I agree with that. American style wheat beer. Um, Oberon won by a whopping 70%. I don't think that had any uh, shock after, if you listen back to the audio of when we talked about Oberon and everybody realized as we were going through it, yes, that is an amazing beer. However, one caveat that I have personally, uh, the local liquor store that, that opened up down the street by me had um, their third year anniversary and the guys from J-Dubs Brewing was out there and I actually made it a very strong point to go there and spend some time learning about the passion wheat. It is a very good beer. Passion fruit wheat beer is a phenomenal combination, and um, I've really enjoyed it. So I, I'm not saying it's better than Oberon. I've drank gallons of Oberon, but the passion wheat does does get a nice secondary or um, honorable mention. So how do you boys feel about that one? I, you know, if I'm honest, I can't speak more highly of Oberon. Um, however. <laughs> I just, I, I'm sorry, I have to throw this out here. You can feel free to cut this, but how did somebody not come up with a Weiss um, style beer called the Passion of the Weiss? I mean, that's, I don't all know. I can, that's all I can get out of this. I mean, that, that would be a fantastic name for a Weiss. Um, but but yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's just going off names. Um, I, I can't I like speak. It. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, I can't speak to anything other than Oberon in this category, but uh, uh, props to Oberon for uh, for being so highly regarded. It's a great beer. Fantastic. Ryan, anything else before we move on? I am going to brew the passion of the Weiss. <laughs> oh, right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> You're welcome, my friend, and it will be named because of you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah, speaking of cutting things out, what if you put like a... a Oh, no, no, what if you no? I'm saying, leave it put, in. Yeah, okay, no, we can't leave it in. I'm just saying, what if you put something like very biblical in there, like just in the mix, like, like a biblical hops? Is that a thing? I mean, does it have to be biblical? 
I mean, no, maybe just that, a little bit. That would make more sense, right? I mean, oh. you can ferment it for three days. I can. Eat, oh, is, more there, than that. is there a. Okay, well, <laughs> only three days. That's the kicker. It's a little abrasive to drink, but. All right. It's only fermented for three days. It would drink like water. Oh, well, hey, man. That might be the funniest thing, last man, that you've ever said. I'm sorry. Okay. Good, good, because we're, we're cutting out everything that I said. So, anyways. Oh, no. No. I'll moving it for three days. It's, it's okay. No, we have to keep going. All right. No, we have to keep going. The list, though, so the next the next uh, category here is stouts or porters. Uh, Hanapu, again, clear winner. I think we only had one person that voted for anything else in the than Hanapu. So I'm so glad that I reminded you, Ryan, that that is a stout and or porter would fit the category there. So uh, you're welcome. And Hanapu, congratulations on winning, of course, your Malter Alter. Uh, the next one we had, anyway, I'm saying, anybody want to contest that one? I don't think so. So you're saying it won the Malter Alter? Yes, they all win. They all, there's a category oh, for each, each one. Category. Oh, mm-hmm. I we have several shelves to give out. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can decorate a whole small studio. Um, hey, yep, but the shelves, we're not actually going to install it. That's but up there's, to you guys. There's not going to be no. any beer in any of the bottles. So, oh, oh, there's no, no bottles. It's, it's just a shelves. Show. Yeah, yeah. You there's the bottles. Where are we talking about putting beer bottles on top of the shelves? No, that's no. up to the consumer. Yeah. It's uh, up to the winner. The winner has okay. to buy the shelf, the, the shelving racks, the nails, the bottles, whatever you want to put on there. Who is we, the winner? We just give um, the raw material. That's all we're, <laughs> we're, we're giving the keys to success because they've so, already given us a delicious beer. So go to Instagram and share it to like 15 friends right now, and we will send you your very own Malter Alter kit that you can use to put together <laughs> this shelf unit we're not and, we're not no, doing that, don't do that. <laughs> we're not don't doing do any yeah. no just go to lowe's it's not the individuals that win ryan it's the beers okay that's that's who the I winners can't. are jeez it's not that hard to understand so we're sending breweries these kits no, <laughs> damn it ryan <laughs> beers have to build the shelves. are you it's thick <laughs> do you not did we, understand did we think this multi alter through we did <laughs> oh we did where we was did. i you were here uh, moving on we are into uh, our Belgian style triples or Belgian style. Yeah, Belgian style. So so we had a three-way tie here, Lost, which is why I need your help. And I believe I know which you'll choose. To remind the good listeners out there, we had Unholy from Coppertail, Golden Monkey from Victory Brewing, and of course, Tourist mm. Trap, Tourist Trap from MIA Brewing. And all Ooh. three earned a within a degree or two, about a 33% share. So we have wow. to pick it to a Laos man vote. Laos man, give it to us. Oof. I'd I'd actually like to go with the uh, uh you know as much as we want to try and stay mm. local. Oh boy, he's still commenting. <laughs> they just ugh, just a, it's a just, tough decision though. Well, yeah, but you keep dropping these tool tool time style like grunts over <laughs> top of them like. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, so, hold, okay. I have an argument for either one of those last two that you would choose. It, Ryan. I don't know which one do you think Laos would choose. I think Laos man would choose. Unholy. Oh, very wrong, my friend. I would really? have assumed he would say MIA Brewing just because of his passion for the uh, MIA Brewing Company, which I believe the tourist trap was like one of the first Belgians that you really liked. However, they do serve Golden Monkey at Animal Kingdom, and Laos gets that beer wherever he gets it. He's had it in several states across the nation, and I've heard he's always enjoyed it. Therefore, I think he's going Golden Monkey. Laos, man, who wins the Malter Alter for the Belgian-style triple? Uh, I'm going to have to go with 
the victory golden monkey. Oh, I knew it. I uh, knew yep. it. Yep. It's it's starting to pop up everywhere. You can find it at Ford's garage these days. I mean, it's all over the place. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, that the accessibility, the taste of it, the fact that it's not too abrasive. Uh, absolutely. But all all worthy mentions, absolutely. I, I love I, each I and every one of these. Yeah. Out of out of every category we've had, that this category here is the one category I'm like, I don't care who wins because I like I like them all. I love yep. all three of those beers. So now, last man, if you were at the movie theater, Regal <laughs> specifically, which one would you choose? Which one would I buy for you when we watch Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> um, probably Unholy. Yay! I win. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which is I, a fantastic beer. No, I tell you I, what, I won't. It's at the movie theaters. That's why I said it. So I tell you what, I won't ever do again. Uh, last episode, I did mention that I drank a craft beer on a beach of while kayak camping. Poor decision when you know that the beer is going to get warm a little bit. And that beer just happened to be uh, the Taurus Trap. So, Ooh. yeah, I brought it to the island and I got like two or three in. And my buddies were like, oh, you should have bought Bud Light. And I was like, no, hey, it'll be all right. And it was not all right. <laughs> oh, no. It got to the point of warm soup. But that was on me. It was not Taurus uh, fault. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Oh, yeah, that's not Taurus Trap's fault. Yeah, or that's not those fault, warm yeah. on the beach. Um, was a real bad idea. So, that all right. Was- so we've we've got it. We found our winner here. Golden Monkey Victory Brewing. Good job. Your uh, trophies in the mail. Next category. Your your kit. Your 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 kit from IKEA is on the way. <laughs> we haven't bought it yet. It's still Lowe's. It's fine. The, the juicy or hazy pale ale two-way split and mr lawson we need you to get another call to round us out before we get into our bonus category here we had three choices for the juicy or hazy pale ale pulp fiction from pulp friction excuse me from motorworks hazy little thing from sierra nevada neon white ipa from mia brewing company second time on the nomination list for one brewing company, sir, um, take take those in a bit and think through what you want to vote on. Uh, Ryan, any guesses? I'm thinking he's going to go with our unofficial sponsor on this one because I kind of I kind of agree with that one. For first time listeners, Sierra Nevada is our unofficial sponsor only because we always talk about them quite often and hope that they officially sponsor us one day. But again, MIA Brewing Company, Flausman has had this before, which I believe we did have while we were at the Brew Hub several months ago. Um, I don't think it's a strong enough contender, but Lausman, who wins the Malter Alter for the Juicy or Hazy Pale Ale category, one of the largest categories in the 2018 Great American Beer Festival? Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, it goes absolutely hands down to our unofficial official sponsor, uh, the Hazel Thing by Sierra Nevada. Woo! <laughs> Ow! Yeah, and no, that's, that's pretty much a no-brainer. It is a good beer, too, and it's probably one of the... Cool. I, of all three of those beers, I've probably had that one the most, so... Yeah, I can so I certainly say that. Yeah, so I agree. Okay, so we're down to our last competition category here for the 2018 Malter Alters Favorite Beer of 2018. We only had two entries here, so this is not a large category, but we had a winner by a huge, large margin, and that is 
Marker 48s, Wikiwachi Florida special release event for 2000 of the 2017 spring release, a double IPA aged on bourbon barrels while submerged in a freshwater spring located on Florida's na nature coast. When you say it like that, Ryan, I'm sorry. There is a hands down winner. I agree. And, and the thing is, it wasn't even worded that way in the competition for people to vote on. It was simply just beer and brewery, but people knew what that beer was, and they loved it. So um, hats off to you, Marker 48. It was a great beer. It, it Really, we talked about it enough in the last episode, but it was a fantastic beer. Agreed. Yep. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait, real quick. I love how ahead. you said it was a spring release. I think that was great. It was released in spring. That's it was. I I know, but it was also barrel aged in the spring. So yeah. Ah, there you go. Uh, oh. now oh. now you get it. Sorry. Uh, a little slow tonight. A little slow tonight. I am. Sorry. All Sorry. right. Well, thank you everybody for your votes. Um, 2018 Malter Alters. Expect um to see those trophies sometime. For if you're if <laughs> you're the beer, if you're the the beer we'll we'll definitely send them to your beers. Uh, the beer the the beer will get them. I promise you that. Go to Home Depot, fight the point that you deserve that shelf, and just wait till management comes by. Well, I just can't <laughs> wait to see what turns up next year. But that was just fantastic. So next year we might have real shelves. <laughs> There's that. that'd be great. Like, can you imagine just just shipping shelves to breweries <laughs> without announcing that they were on our cast? They'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is interesting." I bet they right. put it up too. Yeah, we have several stories. <laughs> we should totally to. do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have like three stories we have to get to, and we have like 15 minutes to get there. Okay. All right. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. So first off, while we're still in the beer category, of course, last week, we just simply did not, or last episode, we simply did not have uh, time to get to uh, the announcement of BrewDog's Doghouse, the hotel, the first craft brewery hotel that we talked about in episode like 30-something, if if even that late, um, finally opened in Ohio. So uh, that was, again, two weeks old at this point, but it was the, uh, they welcomed their first guest uh, three weeks ago or two weeks ago, Monday, um it's fantastic i think it looks awesome the pictures are awesome if you want to see more about it just simply google brew dogs dog house there's a tv channel they've got dedicated to it but laos man you you talked about you talked about the story first what do you think uh i was extremely excited to see this especially in the cleveland area i mean it, it it's such a fantastic idea i mean their their story is fantastic they started on kickstarter i mean again you can hear all this on our our episode that we covered this previously but uh, started on kickstarter i mean and they they just became a success story because it's such a good idea at the right time at the right location i suppose um and uh yeah just just love all the amenities i mean it's it's, it's even fun just telling people about this that this exists that's what I find myself doing. I, I go, oh, man, did you find out that there's a place that you can stay for a night and it's got a mini fridge and the shower and a tap on the wall? And yeah, you know, just all, all sorts of fun stuff. I mean, the, the promo pictures, if you remember, they had a cynic system in each room, which is exactly um, one of our buddies there. I've got one in my living room as well. Big shout out to the cynic system. So they're good on them, man. That's way cool. Absolutely. I mean, and it just I just love how this came together. So huge fan of all of it. Love it. Um just can't wait to get back up to Cleveland and maybe I can make that happen. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what dog Fishhead has to say about all this, just because they're, um, they're kind of encroaching on the same territory, the same genre, the same kind of um, um, personality. But Ryan, what do you think, man? These yeah, guys if I could take a shower and pour a beer at the same time through a tap <laughs> head, just hanging out. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
take a by shower way, in that beer. I'd just be like, ah. By the way, if um, if Budweiser opened up a uh, hotel slash theme park, I'm sure we'd have to look forward to the lager flume. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if anybody would go to that. I would. You can drink the the splash. The splash. (laughs) Everybody's sitting out there with like weirdly wide cups just trying to catch. Actually, now that we're talking about Ohio, can I can I bring this up real quick? A little football news. Remember, a few weeks back, we talked about on the podcast. We talked about how Bud or Bud Light was sponsoring. It was like what ten beer dispensaries. Yeah, victory fridges. Yeah. So they played the Steelers. The Browns played the Steelers this uh, first game. How'd that work out for you? It ended up in a tie. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Browns were like, <laughs> they were, they had a, I mean, it ended in a tie. So, but they also had a People chance for a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, I want my free beer. Like, I guarantee it. I just had to throw that out there. For yeah. That goes to winners. Podcast. That goes to winners. They're not winners and they're not losers. So, right, so they don't get, no one drank beer for free. But nobody drank beer for free. So, guess who yeah. the losers are? The Browns fans. Sorry, just said throw that out there. <laughs> anyway, we love you, fans. Even if you're in Cleveland or wherever. But no, I think it's a, I think it's a cool thing. I mean, this might actually be something that catches on. I mean, what better place to stay? Because when when you know we look for places to stay down in uh, St. Pete or wherever Treasure Island, you know, we like to look where all the breweries are, and then we like to look where the best price hotels are. So if you get the best priced hotel and you're right already at a brewery. How cool is that? I mean, you don't have to Uber anywhere. You can try all the different beers. I just uh, doubt. I, I doubt this is, gonna be, this is never going to be the best price hotel. It's going to be expensive as crap. And this is in Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, I just imagine it. Well, else, but, but think about it, though. I mean, if you can, if you can give a moderately priced hotel, eighty-five to one hundred and fifteen a night, moderately priced, they said. Which this will not be that. This will be. Well, way you can make the rest of your sales up in beer. I mean, if somebody's going to travel, yeah. Okay, well, Cleveland. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta, I gotta say this because there's a lot of people from Cleveland that you know come up from Pittsburgh. uh, You know, all the surrounding areas. They, they, they travel. Let's think of it during football season or even you know sports times. Well, you're looking for a place to drink and you're looking for a place to stay. What better place? Ryan, I got several answers for you. Rapid fire. First of all, stay in Cleveland. I've stayed in Cleveland several times. It's not cheap. Second of all, if you want to drink in Cleveland, it's everywhere. Third of all, if you if you were debating on uh, on why these victory fridges are a big deal to you right now, it's just because you don't want anyone to enjoy themselves in Cleveland right now because they tied you. <laughs> You're a Steelers fan, Donnie. Let's kick it rolling. Wait, yeah, yeah. but I was trying to play up to the story. I'm just saying. You know, I agree. I'm trying I to find agree. the positive here. I really am. It's going to be a fantastic place to stay. It will not be cheap, perhaps. Um, and Cleveland's going to still keep losing. So, All right, so let me ask you a real question. What's the price of a pint craft beer wise in Cleveland versus Tampa or Lakeland? It's about six, seven dollars. But at BrewDog, okay. it'll be more. I promise you that. Okay, nope. well, I pay about six or seven dollars every time I have a pint at Brew. So yeah, it's, a, it's the same. Same price. As it is there. Right. Oh, it's, what it's about a, a hotel? A hotel is about two hundred bucks to one hundred and fifty. You at, here at this place? No, 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 downtown Cleveland. I will call right now. Go for it. While care. we're on the podcast, I will. No, call this, this is a waste of time. I told you we don't have time for this crap. <laughs> you want me to call right now? It's, 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 it's open, open, right? You want me to call right now? I'll put on any place. Ryan, we'll see how these real calls go. That's nope, that's it. We're moving on. Anyways, on. that would have been so good. No, we're not doing it. We're not listening to you make Damn. a phone call. Anyone else has a phone that can do it? We have two stories left. Jesus. 
I, I is did the expense report. I know how long how expensive it is to stay in Cleveland. Trust me. No, but I'm I'm, I'm I want to find out how much is it is it at this brewery hotel. It's one hundred and forty three dollars a night. If you looked at the article, <laughs> I did not look at the article for Kickstarter <laughs> investors. Yes, one hundred and forty three dollars. I didn't keep that one hundred forty three. I'm staying at Motel Six. Yeah, well, for two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's two hundred dollars to stay in downtown Cleveland. Just FYI. So, well, then yes. one hundred and forty three is actually fifty seven dollars less. Well, there we go. Go it's stay right. at the brew dog. Or the... Stay at the brew dog and spend your money on beer. If there you just go. click the article, it says that they they start at six one hundred and sixty two dollars a night. It's, hey. it's only got thirty two rooms. It's not going to be what you think. Thirty two. They built a hotel room with thirty two rooms. No, Ryan. Oh, they man. built a brewery with thirty two rooms overlooking it. Well, at that point, it's just an apartment. They might as well just sell at least your darn tune. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the one that put it on here. I'm just yeah, my mistake. I get. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Ryan, did you want to talk about your freaking <laughs> brew fest for hospice? Yes, Golfside Hospice is coming up uh, with their brew fest. It's Saturday, October sixth in Lana Lakes. I actually just brewed the Jalapeno IPA. Changed it a little bit, not too much, but we'll see. Uh, based on some tips that were given to me from Tampa Bay Bruco's uh, craft beer competition. And I'll also be brewing my stout next weekend. But we will be joined by our good friends from Craft Life, as well as Tonka's Tap House, my good friends at Ignorant Ales. I uh, put them into contact with Lisa, and she has got them signed up, as well as many other breweries. So you have to go to the Golfside Hospice Facebook page to find out all the different volunteers, all the different sponsors, and all the different breweries that are going to be on tap that day. So I think it's going to be a really neat thing to uh, you know be part of, but also give back to the community. I think it's really neat to be part of something like this. Uh, you know, I, I will say I uh, recently lost my grandmother, and though she dealt with dementia for many, many years, hospice uh, in, in our area, our neck of the woods, gave, gave really good care. So I think... Uh, any hospice, you know, ha has a need, has a purpose, and it's nice to be able to help them out uh, for not only this event, but to get the word out there because it's it's a needed thing, and it, and, and not only helps uh, soothe the person that is well, unfortunately, passing away, but the families that are involved uh, as well. So, yeah. I think it's a, a, a great message and a great event to be a part of, and hopefully we see you guys out there if you're in the Land Lakes area. Very nice. Yeah, and very touching story, Ron. And that's why I wanted to make sure you included, make sure we had time to do so. We are just unfortunately straight out of time yet again. I don't know how, how this keeps happening to us. Um, but before we, we do end this, I do have a piece of geek news that overflowed from last week. Uh, so, Lawson, I'm going to kick it to you here. I just have a couple words to see if we can spark some memories back in your head as to what this story may be about. And, Ryan, you may as well also understand this story. But, Lawson, does the word facility ring a bell to you at all? You... Facility? Facility? Or slappers yeah. only, perhaps? I, I, slick uh, son of a bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, How about yeah. four floor Stovies? Clob? Uh, Any of that Clobs? Stuff? Absolutely. Uh, let's talk PP4s. Oh, uh -huh. RCP naughty, son. Uh, Brian, if you haven't figured it out by now, we are discussing the tale of tales, which is every childhood in America who's our, like our age. Um, that would be Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Ah. Yeah, again, another article that we skipped over last week just because we ran out of time with the Malter Alters, but it was something very impactful to Mr. Lossman in, in a mind. Our, um, our life, right? I mean, we both yeah. played this for hours. 
Oh, yes. Um, I would say days. And I would also like to say that uh, this was extremely impactful to myself because it confirmed one thing that I believed since I was a child. Um, that is that the creators of GoldenEye have come out recently and said that Odd Job, to those of you who know the game, um, was cheating. They Which are I still new. don't believe. I don't believe it. I always was Odd Job, but I just thought he was a little bit shorter, so you might miss him. I don't know. I didn't think he was actually cheating. Typical odd job user right there. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the creators actually came out and said, yeah, we knew odd job was cheating, but we also knew that, and I believe I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, they, we also knew that giving the new guy the Mad Cats controller or the unlicensed controller was also kind of swaying the odds. So yeah, I mean, they knew that there was a touch of this going into it, that yeah, some people would pick a better character, some people would pick a better controller. That was meant to be settled within the living room that you were playing and that was kind of the beauty of what the creators of nintendo 64's version of goldeneye was i mean just truly fantastic almost gaming in its in its essence right there and it almost didn't even happen uh just a fun fact about all uh the multiplayer for goldeneye it almost wasn't even written into the game it was just going to be the cartridge itself was just going to contain the actual campaign um, which would have been great, but um, they got into development of the multiplayer. Some people pushed it, yada, yada, yada. It came out. Everyone absolutely loved it. Who's a hardcore gamer from back in the early 90s, mid 90s? Well, and it's so memorable, too, because it was like one of the only games that really, well, not one of the only, but one of the first games. I don't think it was a launch title, but it was shortly thereafter. But it really took advantage of the four controllers right like the four sticks the four ports not every game did but man did it and anybody else that anybody that ever played that game uh, uh just has a solid memory of it absolutely except for uh i believe that's some sort of pun directed at the solid state memory required for all cartridge based games uh so props to you donnie on that one but <laughs> moving beyond that um yes no absolutely anybody who remembers old school nintendo 64 style gaming would remember goldeneye going down in history for hating their older siblings and or dominating their younger siblings and so on and so forth so Oh, it was just good. But yes, there was quite a bit of cheating. And I couldn't even imagine that game without the multiplayer mode because of all the hours I put into it personally or we put into it that I can remember last man is that mm. it was never it was never single like you played single player rarely. Rarely. Yeah, yeah you, you do it to see if you can do it on like double O. Yeah, or whatever. You're quicker or whatever. I could. Bullets. Yeah. yeah, I was never real good at it anyways. It was kind of it was kind of like a real tough game, but uh, multiplayer was just insanely fun and it was uh, great for the times and again being a you know child of the 90s 80s really but but 90s when I was playing this game it was just fun just fun absolutely tons of screaming matches tons of uh, just all sorts of all over the place I would like to drop a, a fun little teaser though I did learn about something that we will cover uh, hopefully on the next podcast I would like to talk about uh, the uh, the n64 DD. Uh, this is something that I only recently found out about. There was American versions of this made. Uh, just a little uh, enticement for you guys at home there. This is the Nintendo 64 disc drive. Whoa, I just Googled it for the first time. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, I hope we can just leave this teaser in here and not talk about it a whole lot right up top. Only because... 
this is going to require some time to talk about. Um, I found out that somebody has uh, located several uh, developer copies, and actually, technically, they were general release uh, copies of this, uh, I should say, add-on, if you will. What the uh, hell was it for? I see one oh, for $2,000 on Amazon. <laughs> oh, they'll go for that. Um, you just need to keep looking. But, uh, yeah, no, fantastic stuff. We should get into this later. Um, but for now... Let's go ahead and wrap it on up. What, what did you even play on this? I don't even see. There's only like eight games and they all came from Japan. But this, there were a few copies, or I should say there were a few dongles that were made for the American population and they did not take off well. Yeah, this is insanity. I'm just looking at this thing. Oh, now you want to go home and flip over your Nintendo 64. And anybody knows what this N64DD is. There's actually. No, 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 no. Hold on. I know there is. Go home. If you're not at home. Why are you at work still? This is ridiculous. You're listening to this way too. <laughs> but also go home, flip over your Nintendo 64. If your wife asks, what are you doing rummaging through boxes? Just ignore that. Open the boxes, flip over the Nintendo 64 and realize what we're talking about. And that Ryan is absolutely breathing directly into the microphone for this entire time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, fixed it. Just in time. Well, thank you for, <laughs> for that, Laos. Man, Mr. Raga, anything else before we wrap things up here? Yes, do you need wrap to breathe anything up, else into the microphone? Wrap them up. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, boys, thank you so much. Again, please, everyone out there listening, wish us good luck. Send us some good vibes. T- tweet us in. Join the Facebook group, uh, Geek Craft Brews and Geek News, um, of course, on Facebook. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Tweet us. I'm about to give everybody's Twitter handles here. We want to know what you want to know about Great American Beer Fest. Do you want pictures? Do you want video? Do you want to sample that one beer out of the 4,000 that, that you've only heard about? I'm not sure what it is that you want, but please do let us know. We hope to hear from you. Uh, Rye Guy, where can the good people of this lovely podcast find you? Yeah, guys, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at BroodBoy813. You can also find me Thursday night at Brew in Odessa. If you want to try out some of the beer that was brewed with the uh, Florida Fresh Hops Cascade. And um, also on Facebook at Craft Brews and Geek News. I know we already pitched that, but join the group and get on board. Yeah, we're up to 84 members, and I think I'll be there on Thursday, dude. Come on out, Donnie. I think you're going to really like that beer, and it's always a good time at Brew. Plus, I just joined. Guess, look, they give you a patch. I'm a Brew Scout, boys. A Brew Scout. That's awesome. I like yes. that. I like that a lot. I am, I am part of the founding members or the Founders Club. I joined today. Uh, it's only open till the beginning or middle of October, and it's though it's $275. You get a bunch of stuff. Hold on. You get a bunch of stuff. You get a free pint. You get pint glasses. You get a t-shirt. You get a big stainless steel growler. Uh, you also get a growler fill. Um, and then you get 15% off of all of your tabs for the entire year. And it's $55 a year to renew, but you get other stuff like a growler fill when you renew and all these other cool things. So it's a really neat community at brew. That's why I love it so much. Plus I get to try all the Florida craft beers that I possibly can without actually having to travel for it, which for me, that's a big deal. Cause I have daughters and uh, we can't fly or drive everywhere. So yeah, come on out to Odessa and come to brew. Love a little plug. Lousman, where can the good people find you? Ah, uh, I can be... Ooh, ooh. Okay, yep. Yeah, sorry. 
to make sure my mic was on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I could be found uh, all the time at Mr. Lousman on Twitter. Um, but if I'm also doing plugs, if I could just get one, I could sneak one in here real quickly uh, to anybody yeah. in the Brandon area. Um, <laughs> uh, to anybody who's interested in any sort of beers and or uh, uh, scuba diving, I would like to just plug real briefly uh, just the Brandon Scuba. Uh, they're actually a fantastic little scuba shop. I've mentioned them a couple times here on the cast. Um, big beer fans. Um, I would say friends of the show. Uh, just want to throw it out there again. Donnie, you can cut this if you'd like. Space. Uh, but uh, yeah, just a real good company. And uh, uh, he, you know, friends of the show for all the owners there. So I just want to throw that out there. I know it's a little random, but I uh, figured I'd just. They sell Diver Down, don't they? They actually, uh, they do have events where they actually offer Diver Down yes. for free for people who actually take advantage of the events. So Sweet. they have a, uh, they have a, a it's actually a, like an intro scuba class where they actually offer dinner and they also offer beers, all sorts of stuff. I mean, just a really good little scuba shop in the Brandon area. So if you're in the Brandon area, you're looking to uh, go to a scuba shop, just don't hold your breath. Just uh, go on out. Oh, geez. You had to say, don't hold your breath. Yep. I had to do it, actually. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I just got that. Well done. Yeah, it happens. Yep, yep. Okay. I said it. I was just unfortunately on mute. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I said that. All right. Um. So, yes. And, of course, you can find me uh, at the Brewmasters Club. You can find really on Twitter, YouTube. Well, YouTube, we're now Craft Brews and Geek News. And at the Great American Beer Festival. Because oh, we will not have another podcast until after that. No, we will not. So you That's can true. definitely you can definitely find us there. You have to uh, physically find us there, though. You have yeah, to search yeah. all That's... the thousands of people who are there. Look for the bearded ones who look <laughs> brothers uh, with another accompaniment, and uh, I go from there. Just sort if of. If you can find last man, I will buy you a beer. You got to tackle me though. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. We'll have shirts that say the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast on it while we're there. If you see me, Mr. Lousman, if you can tackle me, I'll buy you a beer. Same night. <laughs> that's a that's a promise right there. I will personally do it. Yeah, well, that, that just got weird. Oh, it, it is weird. It's designed to be weird. <laughs> I wasn't going with the tackling part. Was... Well, if somebody actually at this point, if you think about it, if I travel thousands of miles and somebody tackles me and is like, I want my beer, I'm buying them one. Okay, fair enough. I better believe that. Do they that's have to happening. get you to the ground or can it just be, I'm going to wrap them up in this, you know, you know what? Yeah, they can wrap the me up. That's okay. fine. Like, effort. Yeah, I'd say a step above. Uh, I'd say a step above flag football. Yeah. yeah, for me, you just have to find him. For last man, you actually have to tackle him. So if you find oh, him, yeah. I'll buy you a beer. If you tackle him, he he I'll buy you one you too. Case. Nah, yeah. Right. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrapping things up now, Ryan. All right, good. Since you're so eager, since you're so eager to wrap these things up, I just want to let everybody know that we did go ahead and post the winners of the 2018 Not So Large American Craft Beer Festival, uh, brought to you by the Craft Brewers Geek News Podcast. Thank you for your votes. Please check it out there online. And as we say at the end of every podcast, Ryan. Find me at Beer on Tuesday and tackle Last Man at Florida, or the Great American Beer Festival and then just get a free beer. <laughs> Hashtag tackle Lost. Hashtag, Hashtag tackle Lost, man. That's something like that. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>